Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com The April Gates Group and Zion Canyon Real Estate have been specializing in helping Southern Utah clients buy and sell property for over 18 years. We can help you too. Call or text April today, 435-632-8869. Friends, we're back. We're back. Oh my gosh, I miss you guys. I'm so happy to see you. Patricia, I'm happy to see you over there. I'm just and making sure that it is shared live. Well, it's well, keep working then. Yeah, I'm done. I got it. You got oh, it that well, fast? Look at you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better, and wait, it didn't even sound. Wait, wait. I know. We didn't even hear our voices Normally, talking back over the phone. We hear it. <laughs> it takes me a I'm minute. kind of disappointed. Oh, but there's Sean. Hi, Sean. We missed you too, Sean. <laughs> so a lot has happened, and we have not been here for at least a month. It's I know. been a Can month? It? Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we had missed to, two weeks ago. We, we had mm-hmm. to miss two weeks ago. We had a little, a couple, couple of yeah. family. I got situations. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep, and mm-hmm. uh, so we had some things. Then we had to do a quick reshuffling of our schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But today we're super excited. I know because yeah. we're back and we have fabulous guests. If yes. you can't tell, on the left, mm-hmm. not of prettier me. than us. Or younger. Uh, actually, <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. But all we're not of the talking above. about oh, yeah. That's yeah, not that's why true. they're all here. But no, we still like them. Not. We do. We still like them. Let's talk about why they're here. Patty? Yeah. So, to our left, we there are five of us. This is so I know. awesome. Yay. But we have Angie Smith and Aubrey Sullivan, who are dear friends of mine and ours. And they are here to talk about a business that they run called... Hope Reigns Healing Therapeutic Services, and they do equine therapy as well. And uh, Sean has just put up their logo, which I love, and I love their name. I love all things about it. I love the um, feathers, just dream catcher with the horse in the middle. Mm -hmm. It just says so much. I think it's awesome. And we were able to spend the last two hours with them talking about what they do, and we are so excited drudgery wasn't it no (laughs) i mean it was fabulous it was awesome it really was we're so excited to hear from them today and i know that uh we're just going to get a little surface bit of what they do and know and who they are and we're going to want them back yeah over and over and again and just we're going to want to be with them all the time yeah for yeah. sure. Well, so hopefully they'll want to be with out. us. So. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. And that is what an offer uh, at dinner tonight before we came. They offered that we come out and get live to experience. There. Yeah. And so, live with the horses. And live with right. them. In Rent fact, free. we're going to do that and leave our families <laughs> <laughs> and just live with them. It is down by the river. So yeah. Down by the river. We're oh, gonna, yeah. We go. I've got a van and we're going to live by the river. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that is actually perfect. And but, I'm not going to live down there, but I'm going to take some pictures of them yes. and then I'll bring them to the podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they offered that we could, you know, that we should come and experience what they do. And so I'm hoping that we'll be able to do that and get some video footage and yeah. do a live podcast bring you back. Yeah, from really the therapeutic center. Not that we so. need any. No, we're good. We're solid. <laughs> I think that, yes, we just want to put that out there. Right, we're just right. Coming so this see would how just be, you know, so other people can experience what we've experienced so we can share it because right. we don't, we don't need any mental health counseling. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. If I, I had a nickel for all the mental health counseling I need. Um, so what we would like to do is turn the time over to Angie and, um, odd, Aubrey so that they can tell us exactly what they do, why they did it, how they started, because their story is so awesome. It really is. So we're going to try really hard to be quiet over here and just hear from you guys. And I we're going to try not to sing as well. Okay. Unless a horse, unless a horse song comes, (laughs) I might have to sing. We will. So I'm Aubrey. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, um, and I have a private practice in the community. And then we have our nonprofit equine therapy business um, that we run from Angie's Ranch. Um, and I'll just speak to the name. Like it was important to us to have hope in the name because I feel like as long as we have hope, we have something, right? Something to hold on to. Um, it's when we lose hope that it gets really, really dark. Um, and our, our goal is to bring hope to people and to let them know that there is a tomorrow and it does get better. Um, I can just speak for myself. I've been in the dark. I've, I've come from dark, you know, dark places in my life. Um, and hope is key. And the dream catcher is just like holding on to our dreams, remembering like what we're here to do and our purpose and standing in that truth, even when um, I know for both of us, we took a huge leap into this purpose, um, having no answers and no real promise that it would work out. But we had hope and it has worked out. It is something that I just find so beautiful. Yeah, it really just is. Yeah. In and of itself, the origin and the creation. The- yeah. And how you came about that is just it's just. As well, and just Thank so you. brave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't. I don't think I've experienced something so brave to just quit my job and follow my dream in that regard. Not that my dream isn't what I do. I love what I do, but just something else, like yeah. just even a move, you know. We both took two huge leaps of faith and left full-time jobs with health insurance and <laughs> 401k and all the wow. securities, right, to uh, trust, to trust in the leap. And it's it's worked so far, and I think that's because we have stepped into our calling and our our life work um, and kind of what we've been asked to do um, from something higher than mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. so that's amazing. Yeah. So yourself. for oh, yeah. those of you that are listening, we're talking about equine therapy, which is um, using horses to heal mental health issues, which for a lot of people is foreign. So explain a little bit about that. So I'm going to let Ange introduce herself because she didn't yet. And I, that's important. Yes. Because she's yes. my other half. <laughs> so I'm Angie Smith. I am the equine specialist in our partnership. Um, my role is to watch the horses, um, watch the safety of the humans and 
pick up on anything that I may notice that is different for the horse's um, behaviors. They may be showing different um, behaviors that are not normal for them, um, some shifts, patterns, and then Aubrey and I will talk about that. And oftentimes that reflects over to um, the people, the clients that are there. Um, and oftentimes the clients are able to um, accept or uh, recognize certain patterns and um, behaviors that they have in themselves. They see it in the horses and they're able to connect with that in well, a way that they cannot at like talk therapy, traditional talk therapy. Well, and you said at lunch or at dinner tonight that the horses will mirror human behavior. And so that means that maybe the client can see their behavior mm-hmm. where we might not recognize in ourselves mm-hmm. what we're doing, but when we see it, somebody else doing it or a horse mm-hmm. doing it, we're like, oh, wait, that's, mm-hmm. I do do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is sure. that what you're yeah. talking about? Yes. Um, uh, horses also feed off energy mm-hmm. from the humans. Yeah. And so if a, if a person is bringing this energy, the horse matches it. And oftentimes we're able to um, help point that out to the, to the people. And they're able to recognize that. Wow. Yeah. So it'll be like mirrored. Their stuff will be mirrored. So we all wear masks, especially like different masks, depending on who we're with, where we're going, uh, what setting we're in, how comfortable we feel. The horses really just see straight to the spirit, straight to the heart, straight to the stuff. Um, And that's what they work with. They don't care about the mask. They don't care about if our hair is done, not done, what clothes we're wearing, they don't have the judgments. They're just showing up authentically and asking you, like, are you ready to look at this? And it, it may it's oftentimes like our own stuff that's being mirrored. But it's also a lot of times like um, family members or perpetrators. And we're able to see it outside of ourself and then really support people in finding their voice, setting boundaries um, taking a stand for the first time, sometime ever, like sometimes we work with women, it's the first time they've said no. Um, Angie has a horse. Um, you know, we, we do this at her ranch. She's got a beautiful five acre ranch. Um, she's got five of the six horses we use and she's got her lead gelding who is really, um, he seems to work with them. The ones that show up with ego, he kind of is like, no, we're going to put that in check. And the women that have kind of been walked over or not had a voice, he really elicits a response that requires you to stand up and own your power and use your voice. And so just naturally, they each have their gifts. They each have how they show up and kind of who attracts to them. Um, And they really do that work. Like we are just facilitators. We hold space. But we don't really take the credit um, because they're often we're helping process in our language, but it's really the horses that are that are helping them heal. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing that that it just kind of resonated with me that we're women who don't say no very often because it's really hard for me. I know that if someone asked me to do something that I just my immediate response is yes, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And um, with a horse, and if you're trying to guide it or do something with it, it your safety's at risk, maybe. And so mm-hmm. you have to say, no, mm-hmm. horse, we're going this way. Mm-hmm. And practice that. I yeah. think being able to practice saying, no, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. 
because we've we've been saying yes our whole lives, yeah. right? I mean, a lot of people, not just necessarily women, but um, for me, I know I'm a yes girl. So don't ask me to do something because I'll just say I, yes. I ha- I'm making a little list right here of all the things yes. I'm going to ask Patty to do as soon as and the I, show I is will. over. I'll do it. I promise. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, you won't. You're going to come to equine therapy say, and then you're going to no. start saying no. Yes. I can't. No, thank you. And I feel really bad Then I better it. get that list to you really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying no for me was uh, if I, I had to have a big enough reason to say mm-hmm. no. And I, yes. you know, over the years I've heard no as a complete sentence. I'm like, no, but I have to give an excuse to make it super valid Yep. so that other people just don't think I'm an asshole because I said no. Well, because let's be honest, the labels that we're given are strong words Mm -hmm. like bitch, like um, hard to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, Difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Power hungry. Yeah. All of those words. And so we actually just had the opportunity to practice saying, no, this isn't an alignment and we don't want to move forward. And the one thing I remembered was a post I had seen that said, you don't have to explain or apologize your no. Your no, N-O, is good enough. It does not require anything after that. And so we left it super simple. Like, no, this just isn't, this isn't for us. Thank you and no. And I think, you know, saying no and setting boundaries um, supports our mental health. Because when we say yes, 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 we end up pouring from an empty cup. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, that's a hard place to work from. And the truth of the matter is when you say yes, 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 you are saying no, 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 somewhere along the line because you can't truly. Yeah. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. are saying no to something else that might serve you and the people around you better. Right. But um, so you are saying no in a way. It's just an easier no almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So well, that's interesting. So Sorry. saying no to a horse and setting that boundary is um, a really great way of adding that into your everyday life because a horse is a 14, 12 to, 12 to yeah. 1400 pound animal that when you say no and you set that boundary, you better mean it because you've got to back it because that's not always the way it is with a human, right? Right. Interacting. So you set... So it's so often we're able to help people um, set boundaries and learn how to set a boundary with that horse and then let that roll over into your everyday life with a, with a human. Yeah. It's huge. Like you got to mean it. Yeah. yeah. And you, they'll push you right back. Yeah. And you don't want a 1400 pound animal in charge of you. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's what we talk about too, is it's you or it's them, you know, they're prey and we're the predator and that. That speaks to a lot of who we work with as well, just that dynamic as prey and predator and um, really respecting them, but also honoring, you know, the fact that we are the predator, so to speak, but really they could do the damage if they wanted, right? So there's a mutual respect that needs to happen, but also as herd animals, they have a pecking order. We become a part of that when we engage with them. And so it is important that you find your place and that you're not at the bottom Um, because they will respect it, but you have to assert yourself and you have to require it of them. They will not give it up freely because it's such a vulnerable space for a prey to be, to give that up, that you have to earn it. You have to prove Prove that you can manage it. 
Um, and so it, it, for some clients, it takes several weeks to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, but when they do, it's, we've had people drive off and turn around in the parking lot and come back and say, holy crap, I just realized who that horse is in my life. And in fact, their names are actually the same. And that's my abuser. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Powerful. And that's part of building a trust relationship too, right? Mm -hmm. Is, um, Saying no and meaning no mm-hmm. and sticking with uh, no yeah. <laughs> and building that I can trust what you say and and you can trust that when I say it, I mean it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's part of that more relationship that, dynamic. Trusting ourselves. Sure. Yes. Because yeah. as I'm just going to speak as women, we're taught to not listen to our intuition, to deny our gut feelings, to. We're just being dramatic. We're just being this. We're just being that. It's there for a reason. And so it's important that we really pay attention to that and to what comes up with that and that we honor that. I love on your website, I, I, I'm not sure if this is exactly what it says, but it says something to the effect that a, that a horse can hear your heartbeat from four, four feet away, right? Mm-hmm. So really? energetically, I mean, we talk about the power of words all the time. Uh, and I love that this and they are powerful, both mm-hmm. that service and that mm-hmm. don't service. Absolutely. But I love that so much of this work is I could say a word, but energetically I could be in a totally different place. And that horse will be able to know energy to energy um, really mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. And so, I just love I just love that. Yeah. So the horse can literally call bullshit. Yes. Yeah. And they do. Mm hmm. And the, and you, and so you have to be willing to to look at that and to be open to receiving the messages that they have. You know, are you ready? Um, and sometimes people aren't. We've had people come to group and leave the first day and write. We had a lady message us, and I'm like, oh, and we, it was our first female women's group. I'm like, we just lost our first woman, and she was like, I'm like, hang in there, trust the process. Like, mm-hmm. it does get better. She was so triggered by. The other females, by the horses, everything felt like a threat. And she said, oh, no, I am coming back. And there were weeks she would drive by and we'd see her car go by. And then she'd she was like going to keep going and she'd she'd show up to session. She's like, I drove by and I didn't want to come. We're like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. You know? <laughs> Thanks for showing up for you because right. it's not about us. And no. it's not even about the horses. It's for you. And so she came every week. We had super profound experiences she did and shared those. And there's a lot of conditioning to undo. There's a lot of labels to let go of. There's a lot of, you know, the world tells us to be a certain way and how to show up and what's right and what's wrong. And like, I'm super passionate about working with people that don't fit the mold. Like I want to work with those people that don't feel like they have a place and that feel like they're different or they don't fit in. Um, And why do you think that is for you, Aubrey? Um, because I've lived that experience, mm-hmm. you know, I moved here at 16 from Alaska, um, and I wasn't of the predominant faith and, um, I didn't fit in. And uh, that was hard as a 16 year old. I had gone to the same church, the same school, my entire life, same friends. Um, and so I really had to find my way and that led me down a really dark road for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a lot of self-destruction and, so I relate to the struggle and to the fight and like, does it even matter? What is all of this for? Like, why, you know? 
and finding my why. Like I remember one day I just was kind of probably in like some victimhood and it was just like, why? Like, why? Why me? Why this bullshit? Why? And I literally heard, so you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once I could make purpose of my pain, I, li- I think it saved my life, to be honest with you. Like, I could go forward from that point because it had meaning. And that's, I think, where my healing journey really started mm-hmm. many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an unfolding. Like, as humans, if we want to be better people, we're constantly doing our work. We're constantly healing, evolving um, being open and it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. You know, I know what it's like to feel like a lone wolf. And so that's what I'm passionate about is empowering women that, that don't feel like they have a place and just helping, um, you know, adopted kids and kids in the foster system are also big on my heart. And, um, and you also work with men yeah, as well who maybe don't find have a place as well so yeah yeah so all humans for you yeah and ages yeah mm-hmm. yeah just the misfits mm-hmm. give me the misfits like <laughs> oh well that's Island all that's misfits. everybody yep right yeah. because at I some mean, level even the person who you think has it all together mm-hmm. has their island of misfit, misfit toys sure. right mm-hmm. so um, true. that has probably is just maybe hiding it better than mm-hmm. maybe some of the rest of us, yeah. but well, everybody you, has a point of pain for sure. um, that they're working through. And you you started off talking about the masks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so and you do you do with your students right. the mask exercise, right? right? You do. Yeah. It's, it's not as therapeutic as I would like because I well, your kids are in a hard. public setting, yeah. And, but yeah. It, it it does. We yeah. do that, and it's fun to yeah. see the kids that are willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. With their masks, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, why equine therapy? Um, Angie, did you grow up around horses? I did. Um, I've always had horses in my life. I know what they've brought to my life. So when I heard about equine therapy, I was like, wow. That makes sense. If yeah. I can share this. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, Josh, no, no we're like the never point for me. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, um, to be able to share this with people um, that I know that are struggling in whatever aspect of their life. And this may be the one thing that reaches them, mm-hmm. um, that touches them and changes, changes their life. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when I heard about equine therapy, I was like. Oh, honey, we're doing this with our horses. Yeah, and he's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> right? Trust me, we rope. We don't do yeah. therapy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. we right. stuff it. But right. think about it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does therapy every day. He does therapy yeah. for sure. Absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent with yeah. his own yeah. horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And your the therapy that you do is um, non riding therapy. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, why don't you tell so us a little bit about that? It's all ground-based, experiential learning, mm-hmm. hands-on. Um, sometimes we create activities for people to work together um, or to express themselves. And sometimes we just let it flow. What do you need today? You know, sometimes we usually have a plan, but oftentimes we have like a group of kids show up and we're like, yep, that's not happening today. And yeah. so we're just good at switching gears and just what do you need What do you need today? And a lot of them just need space to be and to do what they're feeling without an agenda or an adult telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and oftentimes we have 
an agenda or an activity planned in our mind um, for that day. And then those kids walk up or the whoever it may be. And we kind of just sit back, fill into it. And we're like, mm, that's not for today. Switch yeah. gears. We need to do something else. Yeah. So yeah. you guys so are we, super in tune to the energy yeah. that the group yep. brings. Is it all group therapy? It is right now. Um, it's been groups because we feel like we can, with a two-person team, we feel like we can reach more people that way. Um, we are looking at doing some one-on-one, but so far in our first year, we're just entering our second year. Um, our first year was was mostly group. Mm-hmm. Um like 97% was group work. Well, and one of the things that you two talked about, which I think you should be super proud about, and I know that we applaud it as well, is that your success in just one year, just starting your second year, you have been a successful full-time equine therapy organization in the first year, which we don't have a full-time equine therapy situation here in Southern Utah, except for you two. So kudos right. yeah, to you absolutely. guys. That's amazing. Yeah. And to your horses. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because yeah. I'm sure they are equally part of the partnership. They are 100%. 100%. And even, right, we get, and like just a learning moment. It was, I think you mentioned the word used the horses. I really try to reframe that into partnering with yes, the horses. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's natural that we use that language. I still catch myself, but they are our partners. And without them, we don't have this work. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, and honestly, without our community partnerships and the people that have been willing to like kind of double down and, and, be passionate about our dream with us and support us. We would not be here today without our community. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned earlier today that you have a group of therapists or a therapy group here in St. George that brings their clients and therapists out to work with your horses mm-hmm. because they don't offer it at their center. So you're a resource for them yeah. as well. Yeah. We really try to partner with, right? So even um, like I have a private practice, even other therapists, I'm like, Hey, I had a therapist call me, actually, I used to work with her and she's like, I've got this client and I think she'd really benefit. And it's not, we're not taking clients from, we're adding to, like, we don't want them to stop therapy or their programming Mm -hmm. and what they're doing. We want to support what is already being done and enhance that however we can. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we have groups come out and the therapist will come out and staff comes out and usually they leave like, oh, we've got a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. And there's just stuff that unfolds outside, outdoors, in nature, hawks flying over, eagles landing. Um, I mean, the river, baby cows being born. Mm -hmm. It's just everything Mm -hmm. is like, you know, unfolding and then the horses. And so it just really lends to a different environment that doesn't feel so intense as I'm sitting in a room across from you. And now I'm supposed to share with you like my deepest, darkest stuff. Like that doesn't feel safe to me, but I can share that with this horse. And sometimes we do that. Like people will share their trauma story just with the horse off away. Um, by themselves where they don't have to speak to us. I don't Mm. need to know their story, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then usually if we do like an eight week group, we'll do ceremony at the end with some drumming and saging and clearing and burning of whatever they wrote that they want to let go of. Mm. And they can write things they kind of want to call into their life. And so we're really just trying to provide opportunities and new ways of learning and growing and being. 
Well, and I love all that symbolism, right? Mm -hmm. The burning of the things I want to let go of and the calling into the things I want to add to and that ceremony because we've lived with rites of passage our whole lives. Yeah. And so in a way, our rites of passage kind of end at certain ages Mm -hmm. and yet things still unfold and we probably still need some of that ceremony as we move through different things. So for a lot of people, depending on where their emotional um, trigger happened or Mm -hmm. their real emotional um, damage might've happened, the rest of the rites of passage that would normally come with that we would say with age progression mm-hmm. don't happen yes. right. for them. So to create a safe place for them to continue to see that they can move past that and it isn't age dependent. It isn't dependent upon any of that. Mm-hmm. It's dependent upon the time that you can release off of whatever that was, mm-hmm. whatever that trauma was and now move forward that somebody else doesn't, that it's not dependent upon age and that you can create even for yourself whatever that ritualistic mm-hmm. passing of whatever that energy mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. that you can create that in your own life at any given time or space. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Really wow. powerful. What do you um, what do you th- feel is the most I mean, we have, you know, at different times we have different listeners listening and um, that can provide masterminding opportunities. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to put forward anything that feels challenging or an opportunity that you would love to grow into that you haven't quite figured out yet, um, that we could potentially receive feedback on and send your way, what might that be for you? That was a lot of words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think the question in there was, how, How can we can support we you? Support yeah. you? Yeah. Well, fine. Yeah. How <laughs> can we support you? <laughs> as simple as that. You guys are supporting us. Yeah. Like for sure. honestly, having dinner with us and and hearing what our mission is and where our hearts are at and and having giving us this platform to share that with people is so supportive and we're so grateful. Um, I think we want to grow our business and reach as many people as we can. We want as many people to have this opportunity as possible. And so I think there's room for discussion there. Yeah, I feel like we have just um, reached the tip of the iceberg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like our dreams are big. Yes. We want to reach every, all of it. Yeah, all of it. Right. Everyone out there. Right. Um, Anyone that's even remotely open, if the door is even an inch cracked, we have room. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also think I can think of people I know that have tried um, traditional types Mm -hmm. of counseling or therapy or programs and it hasn't spoke to them or worked for them. Mm -hmm. And I think this is such a great opportunity and getting the word out. Like if I said to my mom, equine therapy, she wouldn't know, you know, generation, generationally, uh, she wouldn't probably know what I was talking about necessarily, but, um, because it is, it is a new, it is different. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was thinking about that earlier driving over here is just getting the word out Mm -hmm. about equine therapy and what that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that it's an alternative healing modality Mm -hmm. that is 
fairly new mm-hmm. in yeah. the mental health mm-hmm. um, world. Yeah, I would and I, maybe fairly new in terms of being recognized, yes, but yes. In, in terms of the healing power of that, I would say it is probably ancient. not new. It, it is probably is. one of our most yeah. ancient right. forms well, of, yes. you know, healing. Connection, but healing. in terms of a um, a practiced modality Western and a recognized medicine. one in mm-hmm. Western medicine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And I can even see couples like I doing, was just thinking that oh, same couples, thing. Yeah. How powerful. Work. Yeah. We really mm-hmm. want to do some yeah. family work, which is not easy. It's not an easy task for us because to be honest and transparent, a lot of times parents are resistant, right? Sure. And um, we really are passionate about helping family systems because um, that's usually where a lot of our trauma comes from. Um, and so if we can make a difference there, we want to. But, I mean, we have big dreams. This is just, you know, we're, we just completed year one. Um, I can only imagine what year two will bring. Mm-hmm. Um we're already like we could double easily in size and still probably not meet the need. Like we Mm -hmm. are turning people away and I hate that. Um, and so that's something we, we do want to look at. And then, you know, big dream wise, I really for like over 20 years have visualized a healing sanctuary with horses, animals, and we're just a place where people know they can come Mm -hmm. and be, um, I think our system provides healing, like fragmented pieces of healing. Like you get to heal this and you get to heal that. I want to see, we want to see whole healing for people where people leave feeling whole because we're so conditioned that we're broken um, or that we lost pieces of ourselves when things were taken or when things happened. And the reality is we are perfect as we are. We are whole regardless. And that's the message we want to send. We work with kids that are you know in their fourth move of the year into a different home and I'm just like dear god like I had issues and I didn't have four different homes in a year right right? like I had stuff from just my own my own family my own my own struggles and so like how do we really step up as a community and and support and help because we're just recreating trauma after trauma after trauma. It's generational, which we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe there's healing in, I, I, I believe it can be found. Um, and I feel like it, it takes people of courage to stand up and offer different ways mm-hmm. to do that. Experiential is huge. Like yeah, what, for sure. What reaches one person is not going mm-hmm. to reach an, the other, but we have we have clients that we have served that have um, that are well into their 60s oh, that wow. have um, tried traditional therapy for years and, and never um, really gotten what they've needed come to equine therapy and had their those doors just moments. blown off um, the hinges that and um, have been able to, um, heal from mm-hmm. the horses. And it's not, I want to be clear too, it's not about knocking traditional yeah, therapy. No, no, I am no. a therapist and yes. a licensed clinical social yes. worker. I sit in my office, I do therapy, but I can recognize me as a human with my education has limits. I see things through my lens, right? I try not to sometimes, right. but there are certain people that I'm like, yeah, I won't work with you. Not, right. uh, nope, I've got too much bias there. Like, I'll be honest about it. Right. Um, you know, and so this just provides like, if, 
talk therapy, some people need to talk their stuff out, and that is one layer of it. But there are other things also. And the crappy part is that, like, experiential therapies aren't recognized by insurance, right? Mm -hmm. right? And so then you run into financial barriers where people can't access this different healing modality because it's not recognized, it's not covered, it's not this, it's not that. Um, And I think that's where we run into some barriers. It's completely unfortunate because we have a toolbox with multiple tools to help or or work on multiple things. Yeah. And, And to me, you know, Equine therapy, art therapy, music yep. therapy, yes. physical therapy, mm-hmm. all of those therapies, occupation. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all about the whole, a piece mm-hmm. or part of the whole. Yeah. And to not acknowledge that or recognize that is completely a disservice mm-hmm. to humanity. 100%. Well, and, generations. Right. Because yeah. if, if one generation isn't getting healed, it just neither, continues on. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and a hammer is great. Unless you need a screwdriver. Unless you need a screwdriver. Yeah. 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 Right. For Uh, them, for those modalities to build on one another and just enhance the other. Right. It's magical. We know that in education too. Yeah. It's 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 across the board. It's never one size fits all. And it is unfortunate that that is the mindset Mm -hmm. that tends to permeate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes and it, to I mean, people. in the classroom, it won't be insurance, right? But it'll be your standardized testing. So right. if you don't, if you want to work to teach a screwdriver when the hammer is going to be on the test, you're going to have the same kind of pushback yes. as what you're going to see out there yeah. Yeah. in any other industry. That's, so that's, part of it is just expand our thinking that that really um, and expand how we d- decide what we choose to value right. um, <laughs> within our different um, professions and experiences. Yeah, that leads me to th- ask this question, you know, what is being done and not necessarily by you guys, because you are in the middle of the work, right? What is being done to bring that to light to insurance companies? Um, good question. I'm not sure. Insurance like is there has, has its pros and cons. What I do, I will say this. So we've been in contact with someone locally. His name is DJ, and we are likely going to be a part of a large fall conference for um, licensed marriage and family therapists. And a lot of what they're doing is experiential. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. So to so to just simply answer that is that. It has to be evidence based. Okay, right? that's what I was going to ask. Right. Yes. Okay, and, and equine, yeah, is not. So yeah, so there are people in the community spearheading, like really bringing the therapists together. Number one, because okay. there is division among therapists and therapies and approaches and models. Sure. Um, and then there, I think, just bringing experiential to the forefront is like key, also in showing the validity of. Um, how much it does support and help us heal. So who could collect that data? Because it just, I mean, we know everything's data-driven. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's such an interesting angle who, I'm just thinking of like, gosh, I'm just going to come and I'm going to keep data for you guys so that this could could happen. You know what I mean? (laughs) We have talked about that. Data-driven information. We know that that is the basis for 
everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. And EGALA did do that. That's an equine assisted evidence based model that we were both certified in that we chose to mm -hmm. no longer certify in okay. um, because we felt like it held some limitations to how we wanted to be and how we wanted to express and do our work authentically. Um, and so there are ways to do it. And I do remember them saying like, look, if you haven't like issues with insurance, like let us know, we'll support you in this. Um, but that's one model. And if you choose to not be certified in it, our, the thing we've been doing is like, who, like what other models um, do we want to learn from? Right. Um, so we've looked into some trauma informed models and just mm -hmm. like natural horsemanship and nature based um, but and yeah, more intuitive ish, yeah. led yeah. versus versus the like um, rigid scientific yeah. methodology. methodology. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I think it's being worked on. It's just a slow process. Right. And anything that is not of the traditional path mm -hmm. yeah. is going to be a yeah. fight. Yeah. Right. But I think um, it starts with us. And so how can we use what we're seeing um, to provide evidence to whoever needs it, to add to their statistics, to That's the thing validate that... what we're doing, you right. know, because a lot of people are doing this work. And I'll also say, I am going to say this on my little therapist platform. There are a lot of people out there presenting as equine therapists. And yes, equine is therapeutic and horses are therapeutic. But there's also, I think... A way to go about it and and things to call it when you're not a licensed mental health professional right and so i think equine assisted activities learning equine assisted right. learning mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. so many terms um but it kind of is also i'm going to be honest and transparent and some people aren't going to like this and that's okay because i'm not here to make everybody happy i'm here to speak my truth our listener will be fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be shocking to them but Just they'll get over it listener. you know <laughs> when i look at my path of going to school and fighting my way through learning disabilities and school being hard and substance abuse issues and everything i fought for when I stand here today in a different life as a licensed clinical social worker trying to create change and then I see someone with a ranch doing equine therapy. That's a slap very, in the face. Very, it doesn't sit mm -hmm. well with me. I'm no. going to be honest. And you're Absolutely. right. It could be called something other. Don't call it therapy because that gives a different message to it does. the people who and are paying I think for it. It's a learning activity. I think mm -hmm. if you're honoring who you are and what you're actually representing, be truthful in what words you're using. Right. Um, and so we're mindful about that. And, and we learn, like we'll make posts and people are like, oh my gosh, like you shouldn't be putting the words on the horses cause they're so powerful, you know? And so, and it's like, thank you for your feedback. We'll look at that. Cause we're not opposed to looking at things and learning sure. and growing and evolving. We're, we do not have all the answers, right? We also know our horses, we know our herd, um, and we know how to navigate that. Like I wouldn't put all those words on every single horse we have, but the ones we used, totally confident in their ability to move Let right along. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. So how would someone um, make an appointment with you or join one of your groups or be able to In the to future, come? we know if they wanted to make some type of contribution, they can donate in the future, donate button that will be mm -hmm. on your website in the right. future because this is a non this is a non-profit organization yeah. um in fact their services are free because of its uh non-profit 
status. Um, status. For those that qualify, yes. For, yeah. for those who qualify, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and so that's one of the scary parts is, oh, it's with a horse and horses are expensive, so I won't be able to do it. So um, we don't want to turn anyone away in that regard. Um, and also I would suggest if this is a passion for you to get on their website and click that donate button tomorrow. Um, <laughs> they've got to set the donate part oh, up in, in, the the near, near in the near future, in the very near future. Uh, message them and say, Hey, let me know when I can donate and they will let you know when you can donate. Yeah. But what if I was, um, listening today and thought I would love to join a group equine therapy situation. How yeah. would I do that? Or I'd even like to volunteer time, mm-hmm. even if it's cleaning out stalls. Mm-hmm. Do you allow for that kind of service or contribution because I know you probably are protective of your horses, which I can totally understand. Um, Is there opportunity for that even? You know, we have a lot of people that uh, reach out to us for that and, you know, thank God for them. That's so sweet. And we may come to a, a place that we will need volunteers we keep a list of people that we can reach back out to. Um, we hope that we do get to grow that that large, that yeah. we need help, help. and volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as uh, wanting to schedule uh, an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, or our Facebook page yeah. is a way to reach us. HopeBrainsHealing.com is our website. Yep. Um to be honest, we just got a new number and I don't know it. But it's on our website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All so people can call and say, mm-hmm. when is your next eight week mm-hmm. group session so, for addiction or for whatever? Is Are they specific? Well, so we do run specific groups. And, and what we've found is that when we started this, we were doing all community based. So mm-hmm. it was anyone in the community. The hard part was um, our funding source requirement requires a certain amount of people to show up and there was a lack of consistency um, and that created barriers for us. And so what we've really tried to focus on is who wants to be in partnership with us, who wants to support the work we're doing and support their clients and put some skin in the game if that's what it means. That makes okay. all the sense. So we want to put you in contact with organizations that can partner with you. Mm-hmm. Ideally, yes. Like, okay. So we work with organizations right. that already have people showing up, whether it's like they're in day treatment or IOP for drug and alcohol treatment, or they're in some behavioral. sort of behavioral mm-hmm. skill day program and they're not attending regular school, but they're going to a different do program. You, do you have a list on your website of the partners? We so don't. That's coming with the donate button. Just in case, like, so I have someone in mind that I think could benefit. I have a couple people, well, three of us uh-huh. and then a couple <laughs> others. What, what are you saying about me, Patty? <laughs> well, no, I mean, okay. of course, absolutely everyone, and Sean included, we can all benefit. Yes, Sean. Come no out. offense, Sean. But um, specifically a couple teens that are in my world. Mm-hmm. And um, one does ha- is belongs to a community part, a community organization. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a partner or not. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think would be interesting to know is if you said, oh, hey, this is your therapist. Mm-hmm. They partner with this. Try that. Mm-hmm. 
route. Cause yeah, I mean, we're still really learning and growing. I feel like we're little babies in that, this. You're a year old. Yeah, yeah. we're you're, a year you're old. Not you're not even walking. walking. You're baby and yeah. one words. Yeah, and so what's mm-hmm. cool is having women like you and souls and and RCI and just different agencies that have come alongside us to really support and that's what it's going to take to grow so right now we don't really have open groups um do we want to open it back up yes that also requires commitment on people's behalf to Mm -hmm. show up for themselves but if they were privately funded and you wouldn't have the same kind of requirements as if you were taking public funds. Can fund, you do so. private funded Absolutely. groups yes. even as and a nonprofit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we okay. have. And we're okay. also interested, like um, we've done some retreat work and mm-hmm. we are interested in doing more of that and more women's circles mm-hmm. and also like working um, with corporate business people Absolutely. that want to do team building, leadership yeah. training. Yeah. I mean, this can expand to every single area of our life. Absolutely. Like For sure. We've focused on mental health because we really started this when COVID hit and we were in a bad, bad crisis and it's the not getting better. So great. It's not getting better. Oh, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it's going to take a village and um, we're open to conversations. And that's one thing we always say is we, we have people call or you know, want to talk about all sorts of different ventures. And we always say we're open to a conversation. Yeah, we, are. we always meet with them. Let's see, see what we each have to offer and see if it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. And if it is great. And if it isn't, we can say no. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing. That's like we are going to yes. honor our time and our value. And we have run up against some of that where we don't ask for much, but it doesn't want to, there's not, a meeting in the middle. And, um, when we know that that capability is there, then that doesn't feel aligned to us. Like we're not willing to, um, not honor who we are and how we're showing up. Well, yeah, you, your, your vision is your visit vision and your business. Mm -hmm. And so it needs to fit both places. You've got to be honored on that part of the equation as well. Absolutely. Because then Mm -hmm. you can't expect, your client to feel honored in the process if if you haven't honored yourself in that as well. So you're mentoring that all the way through the process. That's exactly how it should be. That's in alignment. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to say a few years ago, um, I was able to work with Aubrey and I brought my students I had two busloads that came and we got to see firsthand and it was new to me and I'm a psychology teacher and I just this was a new and I need a therapy so it was just, I, it was like, a great way I to do therapy, it double so dipping she was double, <laughs> dipping. double dipping yes I'm gonna bring some students but it was it was an awesome experience it was in it opened my eyes and hopefully opened some of the students eyes to uh, what's out there? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I know I have friends. I know yeah. Jill. Yeah. Jill looked into my it son as well. Did come do it with Aubrey, and additionally, my older son went to an equestrian ranch um, every Sunday. Oh, that's right. To take care mm-hmm. of a horse yeah. there, and it was one of the things for him that was very life sustaining, mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily therapy, but it was yeah. his time learning how to work with the horse and learning how to get the horse who was kind of a stubborn little bugger and such was my son and how their relationship grew, mm-hmm. you know, for over the years. Yeah. And, and then when that horse went to a new place, how 
sad that was for my son, but just the power of animals yeah. mm -hmm. and the power of what they can do yeah. and bring into their life. You know, Absolutely. I just they think, can teach us. Yeah. yeah well, and sure. you see it with service animals and you see it with animals that can go into care facilities. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see it with animals that are helping those that have had traumatic traumatic brain oh, injuries i mean yeah. it's just the power just, of yeah. connection right just the power needs of to be, connection yep that it is. just needs to be seen more as a logical piece mm -hmm. to the healing process yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. absolutely well we're so thankful yeah you guys oh, and oh grateful Love that it. you thankful. could join us for the podcast mm -hmm. today and, well, and grateful for the work you guys are doing absolutely oh my yeah. gosh and absolutely. when you when you have your healing sanctuary i'm gonna be the number one donor and the animals are gonna oh, be my besties thank you <laughs> She, yeah. I'm a stalker of the animal <laughs> geriatric <laughs> animals. Yeah, yeah, I do. I yeah. love I'm my like, geriatric dogs. I'm yeah. like, I've been yeah. trying to get rid of one of mine. And <laughs> yeah, stop it! <laughs> but it did snuggle me this morning, and oh like, well, now oh. it's safe for Alan another is the ten years. Best. Right, mm -hmm. Alan is the best. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I was not. I was never gonna have a dog, and then I had a dog, and it was an outside dog, and then finally that dog came inside, and it didn't want to ever go out, and it became part of our family, and then it passed away, and then the next dog sleeps in my bed. Yep, yeah, <laughs> under the covers, just like my two dogs do. I'm yep. like, who am I? I yeah. used to barely pet dogs. I'd be like, oh, touch it with a finger. This is your dog. Oh, like, good dog. Yeah, you know you love your dog. Well, when we you kiss them full on I the snow every morning. We didn't grow up with dogs because my mom's yeah, allergic to all the animals and we did have a horse and we had a Shetland pony growing up but when we came home from the horse pasture we had to drop our clothes mm -hmm. in the laundry room Hop go the shower shower and then we could live yeah. but because my yeah. mom was just so uh, yeah. so allergic but yeah yeah I think the key is connection we all mm -hmm. yeah. want and need connection and so many of us have learned to live without it mm -hmm. right and our connection then becomes social media Facebook right. gaming mm -hmm. whatever yeah. and we which is learn, not a connection no we learn mm -hmm. to be disconnected and I think and um, what animal doesn't or, want to be connected at no yeah with no judgment mm -hmm. with no preconceived notions they will just love you yeah no matter what or who yeah or anything they do so mm -hmm. yep. i'm all so animal. kind of how i love you guys <laughs> like that no, it's I'm, like that i'm judgmental thank you guys but i still love you okay you, you may okay. not love me but i love wow. you i'm yeah. grateful for each of you, you guys and thank you so much i can't wait to have work. you back yep. yeah we yeah, can't yeah. wait to have you to yes can't wait thanks for having us thank you so much join us in a couple of weeks for our next episode of a great day to talk uh, bye to thank talk. you oh look getting a song in it's a great well it's not really a song i don't even know that thanks for listening to it's a great day to talk be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and until next week get out there and talk this has been a production from a podcast studio.